New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Go ahead. It's Adventures in Dadland, episode 36. What? How you doing, man? I was going to let you roll the intro. You were all Oh, proud. just the, the whole gonna... intro even? Go, dude, go. <laughs> Take it. Well, I, I'm Gerbil, G3RBIL. This is my bud. Hey, I'm Colfax. <laughs> C-O-L-F-A-X. Is that, is that how I sound every time I'm doing the intro with you? You like, you like the oh. beat? But I have a question. Like, do you now? Do you identify with a three in your name all the time? All the time, because that's all of my all of my social channels have some version of Gerbil G three R B I L. And I put you down that like that for on purpose. Where did the three three come from? Is that some lead gamer action? So when I first started using the uh, three in my name. It was when um, I was trying to get that as like my my blog. So when I first started at iHeart, I actually uh, started a, a Google blog, a G blog. Yeah. And there was somebody with, with Gerbil as a name already, and they had a super established blog. And so I started with G3RBIL, and then that's when I kind of went, you know, started going all in. I created my Twitter that way. I changed anything and everything that I possibly could to that because that's that's when I got my nickname. Interesting. Well, no, yeah. no. And at some point, we should talk about that nickname, dude. Well, that's, that's what a- my blog, that's what my Google blog was all about, was how I got that nickname. Because everybody, every time I told them why I had that name, first off, they asked, you know, is it because of some sex thing? <laughs> and so then I had to explain that part. And then when I started explaining the story, everybody was like, oh, man, you should write a book about this one day. And I was, I never thought that that's truly something somebody meant I should do. But... I wrote a blog and I, I had, I mean, I had a lot of actual viewers on that thing before uh, Google took off. It, it, it was called like blogger or something like that. They actually tore down blogger. So I had to save it somewhere in some folder. So you should tell a terrible story. It's super interesting. and We can't tease it here. Look, I want to show you something my daughter got for Christmas. I can use it here. It's going to sound really bad, right? Okay. Right? Oh, what is that? Here comes the story of Gerbil and the creation of his name. Oh, man. That's, dude, that is epic. I can't believe she got that. That is so cool. Yeah, my mother-in-law got it for her, and really, like, she's used it a bunch of times, but I used it to sing some Notorious Big the other day because... I would, too. I'm going to get off of this. Anyway, you should tell this story about how you got the nickname Gerbil, and I think that's really interesting. I think people should know. Right. Okay. Well, so here's what I didn't know. What I like is I, I like showing the part that I didn't know at first is that I was originally going for a position at the radio station that was non-paid, like an internship. Yeah. And I couldn't, I couldn't qualify because I'd already graduated out of college, but I took the interview anyways. Can I, I just interject? I only do this once. I just yeah. interject really quick. Yeah. I think the majority of the people listening to us 
are probably established in their jobs and are yeah. not in a point where they're trying to do it. But if we happen to have any youngsters listening to us, you don't ever fucking work for free. And I curse, which I was sure no, that's true. No, I completely support that. Yeah, don't ever work as an intern for free because these companies, particularly the media companies, are making hand over foot money. And back in the day, they've gotten away from it because they got in legal trouble, but they would do a lot of things and rely on unpaid help to help them get there. Absolutely. Well, and so, so this is a perfect example of that. Okay, is I, was, I just I wanted to get I was, my soapbox really quick. Please, I, I'm sorry. I was going to. I was totally going to drive from Boulder down to South Denver to work for free for this company because I thought this is my foot in the door. You know, you got to you know, clean toilets or whatever for a while. And I was willing to do it. And I was, you know, I aced the, in like the internship application and the interview and everything. And there was a guy there that was interviewing me who was like, great, you're hired. You know, we can take you on. What's your schedule look like? Now they technically couldn't take me for free because I had already graduated out of college. And what it needed to be was not only free, but I needed to take a class. So I would assume that I would have needed to pay for a class or something to like work at this place. And because I'd already graduated, I couldn't qualify. And so they said, okay, well, you know, we have your information. If there's a job opening, we'll call you, which I know is always BS anyways. So I said, okay, when, when do you think, A, when do you expect that to happen? And B, can I just bother you until you give me a job? And they foolishly said, yes. (laughs) And so I did. I texted all the time. I was like, hey, it's me. Just wondering when there's a new job posting up because I don't see one. And um, finally they did. And they were like, all right, yeah, come in. This is your date, the time, whatever. And I I asked, I was like, hey, what, what should I bring? Because you already have my resume. Now, because of this particular person, they just really quickly said something like, bring something small and furry in a box and then hung up on me. And I knew they were messing with me, right? Yeah. So I, I was like, I was like, well, I really shouldn't bring, like, I was thinking I should bring my cat and you know, that was going to be weird. I didn't want to like have my cat in the interview. She would have scratched somebody. And so I was driving down and it just was sticking in my head and I drove past, uh, like a pet smart or something on my way down for my interview day of. And I was like, you know what? I should do this. This is the type of people, like I'm going to the type of people that will find this funny. And I know this guy already. So like, he already likes me. Let's do this. So I walk into PetSmart and I just walk straight to where like the rats and the, um, you know, the mice are and stuff. And I'm like, Hey, what, which one of these can I buy? And they were like, none. There's a, they're all sold out. And B, you don't want any of the leftovers. And I was like, leftovers. They're like, yeah, that one, he pointed to like the last one. He was like, that one bites. And I was like, cool. If he bites, give them to me for free. I'll buy some food. And so they did. And so the entire hour and a half drive down, because it was during traffic, I was prep talking this gerbil. I was like, hey, this is for a really important meeting. Don't bite anybody. You know, just take the next 30 minutes to get that out of your system or whatever. Here's like a little chewy, whatever. And so I get there and I text the guy. I'm like, hey, I'm here. And I brought my homework. And he comes down, he opens the door. He's like, what, what do you mean homework? And then like 10 people stroll through, like, cause at the time it was all the promotions managers. There's one for each station. And I was like, oh, who are all these people? <laughs> I start getting nervous. 
he's like, yeah, this is, you know, this position would be a promotions assistant and these would all be your bosses. So they all need to kind of know you. I already know you. I think you're good for it, but they need to do the interview. And I was like, okay. And then of course, Jen was like, um, what did you mean homework? You know, like looking at him and he's like, well, I don't, I have no idea what he brought. And he's, he looks at me, he's like, what did you bring? So I put a box on the table and it has like the holes. I mean, it says live animal and everything on it. And they're like, what, what is going on here? And he opens it up and a little nose pops out and the whiskers and he, you know, the gerbil runs around on the table and everybody is looking at me like, why did you bring this live animal to your job interview? Like who, what kind of a crazy person are you? And then I was like, he told me to. And then everybody at the table just looks at uh, this guy and he's like, I did. I did actually tell him to do that. And then everybody was like, why did you tell some random person to bring a live animal? And dude, the interview went down from there. Like, I mean, it was, it was probably the worst interview ever. And somehow they, I got the job. The best part is, is that uh, Issa brought yeah. a terrible home to her, uh, her stepkids or yeah, her stepkids. And it lived the rest of its life only biting their dad. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. So I saved you. I saved it. I saved an animal. I got a job and I got a nickname that lasted forever. So everybody called you gerbil, dude. I know. So I was there in not in the meeting, but I was upstairs and he came out because the guy who interviewed is was the guy that ran the Fox in BPI. And he uh, came up and he was like, dude, this guy actually bought a gerbil after we talked about it. He laughed and laughed. And then Issa had it in the studio. So super funny. Like that's how, so that's, that's how you were known from that point forward was gerbil. Yeah. And, and the first time, the first time I got a, uh, like my call for my job or whatever, um, my boss at the time was like, okay, so, you're going to show up at the station at 4 a.m. Because it was for car show. And, and I thought they were messing with me, man. I, I mean, was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I haven't done any paperwork. Like, what, what are you talking about that I'm going to show up at the station at 4? Are you guys going to jump me or something? And sure enough, like it was to work. And then I had, it rained that year. So I had to like go and tell all the people sitting in their cars. It was like my first day on the job. I was like, hey, car show's canceled. So you got to leave. And people were like, I drove from like Columbus, Ohio. (laughs) So it was, it was an interesting time. That's really funny, man. Yeah. uh, I like it. And I, that's a good story. And we laughed. I want you to know, like, it, it, it set an, uh, an impression immediately because everybody's like, he actually brought a gerbil. And then we laughed, <laughs> um, you know, months, maybe, I don't know, longer. Uh, while we're continuing on stories, I uh, I also started as an intern, but we don't have to go back that far. I was going to say, I met you <laughs> because I was doing like live music nights at at Papados of all places. And you and I got teamed up to do that. And we would go and hang out at the Papados patio and listen to some blues people and hang out. We did like 30 of them or something like that. I know it was, that was a fun time. That was a fun time. It was much simpler time. Yeah. I got my first shot as an intern too. I weirdly enough applied for an internship, got it. It was a little station called 1280 Ralph. Huh. It was so at the time it was Alice's Alice 1059's sister station, Alice and Ralph, like the honeymooners, right? Yeah. But it was a little 5,000 watt talk station and they carried Jim Rome and that was their big, it was Jim Rome that was syndicated and then a bunch of ex KOA guys. Huh. 
Um, and I got a job as an intern there, and there was like a staff of four people. So as an intern, I got to do everything, dude. Like, I just warned them, don't do things for free. But like, I got to set up promotion <laughs> tents, and I would play with engineering, and I got to produce a show and do all these things, right? Right. And then my internship ended, and they were like, well, when are you going to leave? And I'm like, well, I like it here. So I stuck around. <laughs> and then eventually, the program director is like, dude, are you still on an internship? And I was like, no, man. And he's like, well, I can offer you a job. And there you go. That's awesome. So I took it. The point is, it worked for me and you. It did. There are countless amounts of interns that just got like the floor wiped with them. They mm-hmm. did like crap work. Like we both ended up in a unique situation where I got to do a lot of things. And you got immediately to be a promotions person. You work in car show. You work with me. You're doing that. And then you kind of moved your way into programming. And then you moved your way into sales and all that type of stuff. The vast majority of interns get their, get their butt wiped for them. And then they go home. You know what I mean? Like it's we had true. an intern one time. He wanted to be an audio design. That was he wanted to design audio. And he came in. And he was all big eyed, and he went to like the trade school who we won't mention in town, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I can change everything, and I'm like, man, nothing's gonna change. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're gonna think. And what it ended up, he came in with the idea that he was gonna like, like if you listen to. KTCL, or so the LOLs. He thought he was going to come in and design funny things. And he came in, and what he did was that me and uh, one of my coworkers, we had like 955,000 hours of morning show audio that was like in a place on like like tapes and on oh like gosh. CD-ROMs. And he <laughs> dubbed audio for three months. And that's what he did. Wow. And he was like, I want to be on the morning show. I want them to like punish me. And I'm like, yeah, we don't really do that anymore. Hmm. Like we, we're not going to punish an unpaid employee. Or yeah. they were like, I want to end up on the air. And I'm like, dude, there's people in this building that work here that want to end up on the air. And I think if you are trying to launch into a meet, this could turn into a weird thing, but maybe we're going to be like broadcasting dads here, mm-hmm. right? We should. You're yeah. trying to get into broadcasting. You need to build your brand. Mm-hmm. Because people will buy the brand. You make a brand, whether it's doing podcasting or you're on Twitch or you're on Twitter or you're a TikTok star or you're an Instagram star or whatever. Whatever you build, you build your own brand. Mm-hmm. And then the radio station buys that brand. Yes. You walk in and you're like, I'm bringing this. Because it's a leverage of power. When you walk in and 100% of your power is dependent on the media company, and I don't mean to pick on radio stations because I imagine any type of media company is the same. Yeah, definitely. They have the power. They control it. They own you. Like You owe everything you are to them, and you're always going to be in that position. Well, I always think about it too, like um, like like sports, like major sports programs and and people that are trying to get in because they you know can play ball or something like that right like football or hockey or you know soccer or anything you're gonna you're you think that it's gonna be this great thing until you start competing against people that have literally done nothing their entire life except for this game and they have the power because they are just so honed to a po- to a point where it's like they're the 0.1% that are actually going to make it to the top and make millions of dollars, right? There's plenty of people that are really really good at working out and being fit and, you know, focused and, you know, the right mindset and then just one random weird thing happens and then they're like the guy who's 
you know, assisting the assistant coach or something in the end. And then they're doing the essential intern stuff. Like it's the stars have to align to get you to a certain place. And I think the other thing is, is that for me personally, my, my jump into this was because I had loved radio my entire life. Like I was one of those kids in middle school that I stayed up really late at night listening to 95.5 KLAQ out of El Paso, Texas, because I just loved hearing those people talk. Like I was, I was so sold on it. I listened to radio all the time. And so when I had this opportunity, I was willing to like give myself up to it for free, but it really wasn't the way it needed to happen. And, you know, this big corporation doesn't need some free stuff from some guy that, you know, doesn't, really understand what's what's at stake with all of this this is kind of why like you know you talk about being mentor dads for this like i almost like i'm i'm legit serious about trying to start a union for it to like protect all the people that are like that like wide-eyed and bushy-tailed to get into it the right way and also have some leverage right like if there was workers leverage in that situation because there was other other times when i was working there that there were definitely times when people took advantage of what I was willing to do just because I thought, oh, this is the next step. This is the way in. This is how I can make a little bit more money, or this is how I can be a little bit famous or whatever it was at the time that was making me, you know, choose my move. When they're like paying some guy, you know, half a million dollars to like yell at people, you know, know, like, like who knows if that's the money, but it's just, it's just one of those things. It's, it's just like, there needs to be a sort of a balance of power with sort of these established brands. And then you think of like all of the things that people can do now where they can make even more money much more quickly in the grand scheme of things by becoming like a Twitch star, like you were saying, or an Instagram influencer or YouTube or any number of different Patreon, right? Like we started talking about that. Like there's just so many other things that you could dive into and then make your mark. And then you could, you could have a brand that's leverageable. Is that the right word? Mm. And I think why we're talking about this, is this where you're going with this? Where a YouTube star, Mr. Beast, went out and started just a chain of restaurants. And he didn't just start with one. He bought like something like 150 across the US. And he he's done it by leveraging his brand and saying, now this is Mr. Beast Burger. And he literally just opened all at once everywhere and then used what was available to make it easy. So he uses other delivery apps and stuff. Like that's the only way that you can eat his food is to get it from like Postmates or, you know, whatever, what, you know, Uber eats, whatever, and they'll deliver it. And he, he opened nationwide all at once because he had the funds, he had the support. And then he told his like following and then they flocked to it. You know what I mean? For those who don't know, Mr. Beast is a YouTube star. He's famous for like giving big amounts of things away. Like he gave away an Island last year. Oh my gosh. A big dude. Um, You know, I'm Island. I (laughs) I didn't hear that. You should look up. uh, So I just read this really great article about shadow kitchens and that's what he's utilizing. It seems to be a trend in the restaurant industry with COVID because people can't come in there. A lot of these people are building shadow kitchens. Like there's no restaurant attached to it. It's just a kitchen somewhere and you can only get the food via delivery, but the overhead is way low because you're not operating like a big restaurant. And that's what he utilized. And it was genius. It was genius. Um, The point is go make your own road. And, I don't. I want to go back. I don't want to. I don't want people to think because I love radio. I mean, I think radio is great. Radio companies are great. I'm not mad at my former company. I had opportunity 
after I left the last time to go find another radio station. Mm -hmm. I just didn't do it because I didn't want to pick up my family and move them somewhere in the country so I could talk about Metallica. Mm. It felt really selfish to me. You know what I mean? Like, plus, who knows? I would go across the country, drink my family out there, talk about Metallica, and six months from now, find myself another stinker. And then mm. what am I going to do? Because I'm in Las Vegas or uh, I'm in Idaho, and I'm like, bro, I'm not going to. I didn't want that. My roots are firmly here. So, like, we find other alternatives to get into, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and and I think I think the following for radio is big too. Like it's st- just because it's an it, just because it's an ancient art doesn't mean that it's you know dead by any means. Just because there's still people that have that passion, and I would say that a lot of the people that I saw, like because I was there for a long time, same with you, the people that you see go in and out of that place, they come in and they just have these big dreams, you know what I mean? Like it, it still has that passion behind it in a lot of weird, small, big ways, but I don't know, man, like I I'm slightly jaded because of some of the things that I just had to deal with on a regular basis, which I think everybody there has to deal with. It's not, you know, I'm not any, I'm not special in any way for like how, how I went through my career there. And I ended it kind of weird too. <laughs> This is just, you know, it was, it was just an interesting story, which I'll tell over beers when, you know. Yeah. So all the time. Yeah, well, yeah. There yeah. it is. Our soapboxing. Here, I didn't want to go to Mr. Beast, but uh, let's go back to kids. And I've got, well, this is my one good thing. I think this podcast is not conventional, but I want to talk about this game, <laughs> Rust. We prepped it last. I've been obsessed over the last, like, two weeks, whenever I picked it up, with yeah. this game, Rust. It's a game, it's like Minecraft, sort of, mixed with like a Battle Royale game, sort of. So you get dropped on this island, and I don't think there's really, I think there's a backstory, but I don't know what it is. Like it's radioactive, and there's people that live on it, and you don't have anything. Like you're literally naked on this island. You have a rock and a torch, (laughs) and you just try and survive is the biggest thing. And actually, like we were talking about Twitch, I started a stream on Twitch. We both did. You did stream some politics, and I streamed some Rust. Look at us going crazy. We're going yeah, ham sandwich. Twitch.com slash <laughs> Colfax if you want to go do that. But we were playing some Rust, and it's cool. Like, you have to try and survive, and you don't because people have guns. and helicopters, you have a rock. My my favorite is that you run around and you're like, I'm new, homie. And they're like, I know. And then they shoot at you. <laughs> See, that's the weird thing because you get 50-50. Like, if you're walking around naked with a rock, clearly you just got on the island. So you try and talk to them. You're like, yo, man, like, give me a break. I got nothing. And 50% of people will just let you go on your way, dude, you know? But not the other 50%. The other 50% will hurt you and kill you and, like, take your rock, which is weird. Because you evolved to a place where you can have like guns and cars and cameras on your base and all sorts of crazy stuff, you know? And I just have a rock. Anyway, it's weirdly addicting and I've been playing it a lot. Like I can't, I keep going back to the island. I'm like, this time is going to be it. In fact, last night when we were streaming, I got the farthest. I got like a base. I got like a door with a lock. I got like a a hammer and like a pickaxe and like all these things. I had a water bottle where I go get drinking and, and then I got killed by somebody who snuck up on me. Like oh, it's, it's been occupying so much time. It's super weird. Cause the kids want to sit there, but it's, but not it's like a little too violent for that. Plus the chat, the audio chat is open. 
Like, so I don't know what other people are saying. It's got to keep my kids out of it. But that's been a... You don't put headphones on when you're talking? Dude, anytime I'm playing like a multiplayer game, and this is, maybe this be like a segment that we jump into one of these days. It's like, how do you, like, what's the best way to sort of monitor any of this like extra stuff? So my son lately has been watching a lot of YouTube. But he's like, he's getting those suggestions now because he's watched, you know, Ninja Kids or whatever it is. And now he, he needs to watch some other thing and he really wants to watch these other kids play this. And it's not really like a good step up. Like all of a sudden it's just like, he's now watching people that are like 15 year old years old do pranks. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's really quick to kind of change. And I think that's true with gaming too. Like even in Minecraft, like if you were to, like he was wanting to join you know, the press and plays server one time. And I was like, yeah, what, get out of here. You're not going to play with some random kids on a, on a big server like that. Like who knows who's in there? It just escalates so quickly all of a sudden, you know what I mean? It's insane. Well, you can be connected, you know, with the YouTube thing, I keep all the devices in my house are logged into my YouTube account. Yeah. So I can look at my history and see where everybody's going. See, you I, know? Like I, I Yeah. I just like to take a peek and see what they, you can look at your history and I can see all the crap they've been watching on the same thing. Like my son <laughs> plays Fortnite, mm. <laughs> like all night, like, and it makes me nervous. Cause at some point I'm like, man, he's going to run into somebody that's going to be yelling something or yeah. he plays, dude, he plays among us in like open chat all the time. And they type things all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I think, I think you just set them up with a good sense of like what's cool and what's not. And then you hover a lot. Like I That's hover the thing a lot. is I'm, I'm a hoverer dude. Like I'm always like whenever he's doing that and it's nearby me, I'm like, I'm always trying to pay attention just enough to, to see what it is. I wish I could just like, in most cases, I wish I could just sit with him and like watch it or, you know, digest the content at the same time. But a lot of times he's doing it while I'm like working or doing something or doing a project or writing or emailing or something. And so I've only got like one ear on it. And that's, you know, that's where, that's where I worry, but I guess that's more than some other people do. I don't know. It's not like a race or a judgmental thing. No, you gotta keep track of it. You know, I play Fortnite with, with them. (laughs) <laughs> and I caught myself like we were playing the other night. He likes to play. He, he has an uncle that plays and I play and we'll play together. We'll play duos and run around the island. Right. See, I like, like that. We were playing the other night and I got real mad, man. Like, you know how I get with those battle royales, like these people were hiding in a building. And I was like, I mean, literally I was all like, what the F and F F and my wife was like, dude. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like <laughs> I had to settle down. Like I was yelling in the microphone and I was like, I'm going it, to, it's a lot. So it's, it's, it's an ongoing thing. You know, it's tough because they're at home all the time and his, their classes end at one and I'm still working. So I'm going right. to play some Fortnite, like run some Fortnite. Hey, uh, and isn't that changing? I was going to say that being said, uh, here real quick, we'll hit that as soon as we get back. Ever wanted to break out of your cubicle and into a business where you can call the shots? You Break Guy Fix is looking for passionate self-starters interested in a franchise opportunity in the booming electronics repair industry. At You Break Guy Fix, we help reconnect people to the devices that they rely on so that they can get back to what matters most. This is a big responsibility, and from the moment you join our family, our franchisees are provided with the resources and support to bring affordable and convenient electronics repair to your community. Did we mention that with amazing partners like Samsung and Google, You Break I Fix franchisees also have access to the highest quality parts and personalized training out there, as well as specialized tools? It's true. 
And it's also easy to visit youbreakifix.com forward slash franchising and learn more about your big break at your very own You Break iFix. <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. All right. <laughs> I like that you're just like, didn't finish. All the way get back. Yeah, Um. listen. We opted in. They made us make the decision in like November, which is I whatever. Nothing's been right with any of this, but uh, the school's doing the best they can. But we have them signed up to go back to in-person learning, mm-hmm. and uh, Sully's going back next week. Dude, that's awesome. How does and that feel? Think, is that like is that nerve-wracking a little bit? No, you know I feel like it's safe. The school will shut down immediately if anything is, is even risky, and they'll come right back here. But I'm not gonna lie, a little bit like I'm gonna miss him. Like mm-hmm. you guys can't see him, but I work there and he works there, and it's gonna be sad. He's gonna be in school, which is better inevitably for him than staying at home with me. But like I'm gonna be all my office isn't opening back up, so I'm gonna be hanging out by myself, and I don't know how I feel about that yet. You're gonna be like calling people all sad, like I don't know what to do now. I know I'm gonna have to leave like Discord open all the time, and I can just yell at you all the time. I'll just stay in the vocal chat. Although maybe I'll get a ton more work done, so that's a positive thing that too. Is, that's definitely a positive. I, I tell you what, my son just started going back this week, and it is. It's a little. It's a little sad when they're gone. You know, like I tell you how it, it was so aggravating. Now my kid's a little bit younger than yours for school age, so like for me, I was con- like I wouldn't. Like I would be working technically, like technically on the clock, like sitting next to him while he's on his class. But it was constant. I was constantly having to like redirect him back to the iPad or to the computer or whatever to pay attention or read or listen or what. And his teacher is sitting there, you know, saying, hey, hey, where are you at? Say this, say this, read this. What are you doing? You know. I'm going to take a bear paw. And, and he's just like in la la land because I mean, kindergarten over the screen is just, I mean, it's, it's, it's too young, dude. It's crazy. It's, it, it's crazy. And I, I think, listen, the learning, him being able to learn from his teachers at the building is huge. It is, huge, you know, um, you know, it's funny. He just got it. He had a problem with a while. Like he would just bounce out of Zoom calls early. <laughs> and like, literally, I could hear the teacher. They're like, well, make sure you do your assignment. And then it would just end. And I'm like, dude, did you let the teacher finish before you like bounced out? And he's like, I understand. And I'm like, ah, you have to do that. He needs more Among Us time. That's what it was. Well, that's the thing. He has so many distractions here. Like, he can go to class. He can go play Among Us. He can go mess around and go eat some food or whatever, dude. And... I think it's going to be good. It's good. It's going to be sad that I'm going to be here alone all day, but like, it's good for them. I'm not mad at it. You know, I tell you what, dude, like it's, I'm trying to get into the morning routine again of like going and dropping him off and getting him ready and, you know, packing lunches and all this stuff. And, um, that part isn't so hard. What's hard is that he still has that feeling of like, Oh, it's just going to be on the iPad. And so he takes forever to like, finally go and get dressed or eat his breakfast or whatever. And so I'm constantly being like, you need to go, you need to go. In fact, I didn't like really pay attention to myself when I was dropping him off at school today. I was like, I was like, hug. Okay, now go. I love you. Now go, just go. Like the teacher's standing at the doorways. Like, it's fine. Take your time. I'm like, no, get in there. You're late. (laughs) 
<laughs> and then I get home and then I have my coffee and I'm like, oh man, it's quiet in here. This is crazy. <laughs> you know, and the reality, as much as I say I'm gonna miss him, dude, if I drop him off at eight, seven thirty, um, hold on, I'm gonna mute really quick. Here, pick your social, gotta yell at my kids. So so get your social quick or something. <laughs> when he's when he's talking about it it's it's definitely about how much more work you're probably going to get done in the morning i mean that, i i start work so much earlier because of dropping my kid off at at school uh, when he needs to go in it's gonna be good i mean and, but the thing is like i'm gonna i drop off at 7 30 i'm back here by 7 45 i can start working mm-hmm. you know i pick them up at 3 15 also the time where they're gonna be gone is very short like it, it seems is. like all day they're gonna be gone but like you know how it is eight o'clock eat lunch at noon i'm picking them up by 3 30 like it's gonna go like that you know what it i mean is. it is um but yeah I'm, I'm pretty excited about that like i think it's gonna be it's it's going to be good for them. I think we're we're turning a good corner and and getting them into a place. We'll see. We'll talk about it next time for sure. Because between now and the next episode, they will have gone through their first day. So yeah, man. And I think that's I think that's that's also going to be good for the economy. If everybody's going back to school, think of how many people are going to be leaving their house. Right? Like we always talk about how we're bunkered down. I think a majority of people are still like. I don't know. I, I wonder if they're on the fence or if they're like staying at home like we are, or if they're already out in the real world and they're like, man, you guys need to leave already. <laughs> no, there's people that are like that. Our friend Carl called us out on that this he week. He sure did. That's why you I know, brought it up. You know, it's funny. Uh, like there's a gas station. I'll plug them. It's the stinker. <laughs> uh, so a, a couple of years ago on Fridays, have I, have I told this story on the podcast? I don't think so. On Fridays, I would have to have, they would have to go to after school care because the traffic between my office and their school is too much for me to get them in time. Mm-hmm. So I'd use Fridays to wrap up work and like hang out and they would play with their friends. It was all good. Well, one week I got hung up at work and I was there till like six and then I drove up there and they were, so they were like the last two kids in the after school thing. And I was like, Oh man. Oh, shit. So I was like, well, let's stop for some treats. And we went, and it's a gas station called The Stinker. It's the one with the skunk on the side and stuff. Yeah, and I yeah. got them, like, a bunch of treats. And then they were super happy when we went home. Well, the next week, like, I picked them up normal. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't even late. And they were like, we're stopping by The Stinker, right? And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess so. It turned into a thing, like, every week. So now, at least I'll be supporting Stinker with my weekly treat run. There you go. That's not a bad thing. I uh, I always wonder where... I stopped going to gas stations for the candy because they just have such a good amount. And, um, I, I, I always like those weird candies. I got into this weird thing. And if you join our discord, you just got to send us a note. If you want to jump in, it's open now. (laughs) Um, I started going through all the discontinued stuff that I used to love buying when I went to the gas station, when I was in middle school. Yeah. I saw that all those pictures. I was going, I was going off of all the drinks. Like, so if you look up discontinued drinks, there's a lot in there that are like, Oh yeah, I totally remember them going away. But there was a few that I, I looked back on and I was like, Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about these. And they were so good. I don't, why would they drop them? Is it just because there's only me that's buying them probably? <laughs> yeah. I used to drink, uh, you know, I used to drink that surge soda. It was like a Mountain Dew knockoff. They stopped making that. They brought it back a couple of years ago, and it wasn't as good as I remembered it, dude. But oh my god! I saw you posted. 
you posted like the weird Snapple, like or any of those elements where it was like rain. fire and rain yeah. and all that stuff. Dude, the, that stuff was so good when I was when I was a kid. Like who knows? Maybe it was just too sweet or something. I, you know, I, those orbits that had the little balls in them. I, I can't believe you drank those, dude. I it, for some reason I love stuff like that. Like like the new Gushers uh, yogurt. I I know that we talked about this last time, so I'll just briefly bring it up out about how you just would walk right past that in the <laughs> in the aisle when you saw it. You post a picture of it, and yeah, I can c- c- confirm that I would see that, and I would just keep rolling, dude. <laughs> dude, like for me, that that kind of gimmicky stuff always worked because I loved all of the stuff that, like candy sodas, you know, weird chips. Um, they even do, you know, they even have like a gushers cereal, and I don't know if I would try the cereal for some reason. Cereal is different for me, but like. All those gimmicky things like that is something that I'm like, I should try that. I bet you it's awesome. And then they discontinue it. It's kind of like, what's that ice cream company? Ben and Jerry's. Like they have that graveyard of like flavors that didn't work out. And then one year they decided to bring one out and like revive it. And then all of a sudden, like two months later, it went right back in because nobody would buy it. Like, (laughs) yeah, well, I mean, that's what they do. It's the supply and demand. I'm all about the, the treats and stuff. Um, yeah, so it's a big week. They're going back to school next week. And then, you know, uh, we'll hear about that, I'm sure. <laughs> Sorry, as my son walks through the podcast to wave the dribble <laughs> on the camera. Um, yeah, I think that'll be a big thing. We've also got, uh, I want to hear about this wind thing, but maybe we save it for next. Is it going to be topical next next episode still? These the polar winds that you're talking about? The polar winds and the warm pockets. Yeah, it'll be. It's topical because it's all winter long. All right. Well, that'll be a thing. We're going to put our meteorological, meteorological hats on next week. And, uh, yeah, follow us on uh, Twitter and TikTok. It's Sausage King, German Sausage King, LLC. Uh, and you can follow me at Hey Colfax. You can follow me at Gerbil, G3RBIL underscore in real life. You'll find it. It's awesome. And, you know, seriously, if you want to join our discord and have a discussion, maybe game with us a little bit, like we're down, man. You just send us a note. We'll, we'll send you a link. Right, we're going to start we'll getting that. that thing hopping. So That's that we can play rust. So we can play rust with, Hey, Colfax. I just pitch. don't want to die on rust. I need to get, I need to get a buddy in rust so I can have just somebody. So at least we'll die together. You know what I'm I thinking, mean? I'm thinking about it. I keep thinking about it. We'll see. No pressure. No pressure, man. Dude, I, I know. But at the same time, it does look fun. See, you, it, it's funny that you never played, um, oh, Arch. Arch? Is Arc. it Arch? Arc. Yeah, the dinosaur one, Arc. Yeah. It's like Arc, only minus the dinosaurs, it seems to me. Like the way that you're playing, the way that you look, like you only see your hands. You got rocks and stuff. Like in that one, dude, like that game to me was um was a lot of fun. And then they started making all these weird updates to it. So like I kind of fell off of it. But like at one time you could just ride any of the dinosaurs, even the flying ones. And so, you know, I had this whole it was really fun. We had real quick, a story about Ark is that um, we found how to cheat. And so my buddy and I just loaded in all the highest level Raptors or whatever that we could. And then a couple, um, like just like one of every dinosaur, some Rexes and everything. And there's this underground tunnel system that you can kind of go in and start like fighting other dinosaurs. And it's to like, go find, you know, some special ore and then create a portal and fly away every single one of our dinosaurs died. And I can't tell you how long it takes to actually level up your dinosaurs when you do it the right way. 
oh, I would be so mad <laughs> if that if I had had a troop of just dinosaurs that were max level that died in that game. It was almost like EverQuest. Like you remember when EverQuest came out and people were like they lost all their loot. And then like people, people just like deleted the game and threw their computers because there was so much time invested in it. And then it was easy to die. I don't know any of this. You went down a weird rabbit hole on your own there. About dinosaurs and EverQuest. Dude, I tell you what, man, those are, those are some crazy things. So I love it. I love it. Well, dude, yeah. Hit us up, uh, follow us on all the things and, uh, yeah, we'll get one next week. It'll be the post, uh, school going and meteorological. Push down. We're going to learn about that next week. Adventures in Devlin. Bye. Is it time for a new heating and cooling system? Turn to the experts at Griffith Energy Services and Carrier today and get 0% financing for 18 months on a new heating and cooling system. Get the comfort you deserve from Griffith Energy Services and Carrier. Visit GriffithEnergyServices.com today for this and other exclusive offers. That's GriffithEnergyServices.com. License number MDHVACR01-2278. Griffith Energy Services. Doggone dependable. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.